0: And welcome to Level Zero News, where every two weeks to a month, we're going to cover whatever the biggest news story of that two weeks or month is. If you've been paying attention during January at all, you know that we have a ton of insane acquisitions from Microsoft to Sony, all the way down to even the New York Times for some reason. Helping us to understand some of this more complicated legal background is our friend Haley from Game and Makeup. She's both an avid gamer as well as a student of IP law, so she's going to be able to help us parse through what might be happening on the other side of the public-facing information we're being given. If you have any feedback for the show or if you have ideas for future things that you want to hear us cover, feel free to come over to the Discord and chat with us in the Zero News channel. Thank you so much for giving this first-ever episode a listen. We hope you'll stick around for more, and... Without further ado, let's go. Let me know a little bit more about Game & Makeup. Sure. Well, so- Game & Makeup. its If you say Game & Makeup, <laughs> it's a completely different... Uh, <laughs> Deal.
1: no we yeah we've we've almost changed the name a bunch because I a couple of times we've gotten um oh so you do makeup and michael plays games <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> no not at all um yeah so essentially it's um i started a podcast with my partner michael tucker who you guys all know and uh the gist of it was just that we were fighting about what games were good so much we're like this should just be a pod so we uh, make each other play a game back and forth. So I'll make him play a game I really like and vice versa. Because we have very different tastes in games. And then we kind of just have a couple beers and just like fight about it for an hour or two hours or so. And go back and forth. So I made him play Twilight Princess, Super Mario Sunshine. And I'm making him play Bioshock uh, Infinite right now. And he's done. So we got to record that soon. And then he makes me play way harder games. He's making yeah. me- <laughs> Dark Souls um death stranding and then i and resident evil 4 are the ones he's made me play <laughs> way different vibes so very that's different kind of very different so that's kind of the gist so we go back and forth on that and it's really fun
0: do y'all try to come to a consensus on sort of like what is good and what is bad or is it just we'll fight it out till the end <laughs> no worries uh and you know there's Just, some of
1: them where we'll do that. Like, we came to the conclusion that Death Stranding is good. Right. Like, we, like I surprisingly really, not surprisingly, I've had a few friends tell me, play Death Stranding, it's a Haley game. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then I finally played it, and I'm obsessed with it. I put, it was my fourth most played game last year. Like, I loved it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, like, 80-something hours into it. I'm I'm a highway girl. I need the highways done. Like, the little gremlin in my brain wants the highways done, so that I'm still doing that. I'm in the mountains now. Uh, So sometimes we come to the conclusion, but... Like for example, our first episode, Twilight Princess. He thinks it's tr- he hates Twilight Princess. He thinks it's trash. So we just have to end it on oh well, tip your hat. We just agree to disagree and move on.
0: So right now you're in the middle of Bioshock Infinite. Do y'all talk about it w- leading up to the main conversation a whole lot? Do you find yourselves wanting to like stay away from the conversation just in case you are, you know, you want to save it for the podcast kind of thing?
1: Yeah, that's a common thing we say in the apartments, like, save it for the pod, like, we can't talk about it now, we we'll are have nothing to talk about. Like, we started talking about Ken Levine and, like, his concepts of, like, <laughs> this is what racism is, do you get it, do you get it? Yeah. Like, we were just kind of talking about that, we're like, save it for the pod, we need to, like, because then otherwise we get to go talk and we've already talked about it a bunch, so... It's hard because we'll both be playing the game at the same time, sometimes sitting beside each other. It's like, don't talk about it. Just (laughs) finish it and then we'll talk about it. But that kind of makes it fun, too.
0: I am so excited for the uh, Bioshock Infinite one. And it is wild to me that like you go from an 80 hour game down to Bioshock Infinite, which is all Mm -hmm. of like 10 hours, if I remember right. Maybe 15 tops.
1: Yeah, it's not that long. It's it's way shorter than I remember (laughs) it being.
0: And y'all also do you do video with your podcasts? You've had some really fun video editing uh, for that, and it is. Where can you find the podcast feed?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's it's game and makeup on. uh, The best place probably is our Twitter, which is just at game and makeup, and then there's hyperlinks in the first pinned tweet there because we do not show up on. (laughs) youtube and we if you type game and makeup it's just barbie makeup games for pages Mm -hmm. and pages it's off the seo is is not it for our our name but we're too involved in in the name so we're just going to stick with it and hope that we get seo by just having lots of episodes but if you can comb through the barbie vids then we're down there at the bottom with game and makeup on youtube
0: yeah it's definitely easier to go to twitter find it and then (laughs) go through the pin tweet but yeah the uh I think the the name is really really great. Uh I think oh, it made sense like immediately understanding the concept.
1: Oh, that's uh, good. I'm good at, I'm glad it, communi- it communicates to some people because it's been like three or four people are like, "Oh, so you're so good at ma- I'm trash at makeup." They're like, "You must be so good at makeup." <laughs> that's such a fun idea like the girly and the guy side and I'm like, "No, <laughs> oh, no."
2: <That's> the opposite." <laughs> that's not <what> we're saying. <laughs> no. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> but you know, it's fair enough because that's what it sounds like to if you just hear it phonetically for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: hello uh, to Chris and Eric in the chat. Thank you guys for uh, dropping by and my favorite people as well. Uh, Audio sounds good. That is seriously a first, by the way. Oh, good. Anytime I've done like an indie tale or had a developer on it has always started off with them muted for like the first 10 minutes. So (laughs) that's great. Oh, good. There has been. Okay. So there have been a few purchases. Totaling 85 billion dollars, uh, and that is that includes Microsoft acquiring Ac- uh, Activision, Take Two acquiring Zynga, Sony acquiring Bungie, which was just yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. and then of course the most important out of all of them, the New York Times acquiring Wordle, which was also <laughs> yesterday. Um, which I really wonder if the New York Times is like everyone's talking about acquisitions. Let's get in there while the tweets are hot. Let's make sure that people know.
1: You know, it's it's weird when it's a week where like a little number game sells for millions of or word game sells for millions. And that's like, oh, what a little purchase. That's cute. <laughs> like that doesn't even seem Good it's not a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Weird situation.
0: And that's like, I, I want to start with that one because it does seem like the least culturally impact impactful, <laughs> uh, which is Our, really sad. Like it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. I could see it becoming this common daily check-in, which it already is for millions of people. And that's, of course, why it got bought.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: But as opposed to something $68 billion for uh, Activision (laughs) Blizzard, it's a little bit different.
1: It's like buying a a penny candy in equivalency.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, do you play Wordle? Have you played oh, it?
1: Oh, yeah. I love, I'm obsessed with Wordle. It's. Were you the same as me where, like, you logged on Twitter one day and everyone was posting the boxes? Yes. You're like, what the hell is, what's this? Yeah. And I had to Google it like a boomer and figure out <laughs> what the kids were talking about. As soon as I realized what it was. It's so, what a no-brainer. Just, like, it, the fact that you can share it so easily and it keeps track of how, if you do it every day. It's just a fun little thing.
0: And that's I was very surprised that it was a just a browser that still does track and it it works very much like an app. It's just but you just navigate to that browser daily, check in, do your thing, navigate out. I was really expecting whenever I saw the Twitter post that I was going to have to download an app and it would be intrusive and all these different things. And it's not Mm -hmm. at all, which is really incredible and good for Wordle.
1: It's weird because it puts the onus on you to go seek it out. Like every other type of media is so push notification-y. Like, mm-hmm. have you done your Sudoku today? Like notification, notification. It like tr- like tries to trick your brain into wanting to go to there. But Wordle is like, I want <laughs> like, I want to seek it out. And that's so the opposite of like most internet meme things that like force yeah. itself upon me.
0: And that's what I'm worried about with the New York Times taking this. And they they have come out and said it'll be free for a while. Uh, it will be non-subscription-based for a while at least.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it'll still be available to everyone. But I, th- I think that there is sort of a... It's just got a different feeling to navigate to the Wordle website. Play yeah. it in there. It'd be its own standalone thing rather than going to the New York Times website and navigating it, finding it in whatever gaming uh, tab that they've got there.
1: Like got all their ads around the corners and everything. Like It was such a nice, cool gray screen. There's nothing to it. It's a common, good for bedtime. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of bright white light on your eyes while you're going to bed. Like That's when I play is right before I fall asleep.
0: Oh, yeah. Na- yeah. It's now a it's going to be like
1: ads and stuff right in your face.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I think it's, yeah, it's a good way to start the day, In the day, have like your daily word challenge that it, it kind of gets your brain thinking a little bit.
1: Are you um, early? You're
0: an early word wordler. I'm an early wordler. Interesting.
1: Uh,
0: and that it's something that I'll do. Like I've also always played crosswords. So I've got the USA Today crossword, mm-hmm. and my wife and I would try to get the fastest time, and then we'll like send screen caps to each other, bragging about who got the faster time. <laughs>
2: that's and it,
0: so that's like a regular thing for us, and so Wordle kind of fits perfectly into that mm-hmm. uh, routine
1: you know what slaps but, but no one talks about is nonograms have you ever played a nonogram i
0: have it's, never heard of a nonogram it's like
1: a, it's like the cousin to sudoku where you're like it gives you this empty grid and you have to, it'll tell you like there's only five filled in portions in this one and there may, it'll be like 10 empty boxes and then it'll go crisscross and you have to figure out what ones to like fill in and it'll usually i have an app that it like you'll eventually draw a little picture it'll be like a kitty cat or something by the end of it and it's like it's it's better better than sudoku it's going to throw really? that out there. Yeah, they're fun.
0: No, no, cram. And is that, uh, I mean, you can find apps for that. Yeah, I have I have one
1: that, like, you know, it makes me watch a 10 second ad in between each No, no, cram. And I just yeah. sit there like a idiot waiting in between. I'm probably giving given them so much money because I'm on <laughs> puzzle like a thousand now. But.
0: <laughs> yep. that Well, that's how the USA Today Crossword app is as well, where it just, it's a 30 mm-hmm. second something ad beforehand and it drives me nuts. Yeah. But. You should definitely post that app in the like Winner is Gaming. Like we're talking about mm. uh, Elden Ring and all these games coming out. It's like, oh, yeah, but here's some nonograms. And this is really <laughs> where you're going to be hooked. And I, I think we should have that in the channel. Where's the nonogram
1: um, acquisition? The, that needs to happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> so that is, I I mean, ultimately, it is really great. The The number was somewhere in the seven figures. They didn't say directly but good for uh mr wardle uh the wordle (laughs) creator which is just fantastic that that is uh yeah the the wardle man that made wordle uh is just a great connection
1: i just i hope that it doesn't get ruined because it's become such a nice thing in my life that's like consistent and not like as much as COVID has made our lives monotonous, that's like the one monotonous thing I like. <laughs> so I think it's ruined with ads and we to be pissed off.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> the simplicity of it and just the casual nature of seeking it out is I I think almost definitely gonna be lost. And that's really frustrating. Ah. But there I mean, there's no way that New York Times buys this for seven <laughs> or seven figures and then it's like, yeah, keep it free for everybody. No ads. Uh, that's nuts. Is there any way uh, we
1: could convince the Federal Trade Commission that it's in uh it's trying to get a monopoly on fun yeah. word games and it has to bust yeah. it? Because <laughs> that's what yeah, I would get rather the that. In. <laughs> exactly.
0: Um so uh Chris says it seems like it would be a good shooting a good thing in the foot to lock it behind a paywall. I absolutely uh agree with that. Mm-hmm. And Eric says the fact that it launched Being able to play past words is not uh, sitting well with me. I don't think it'll age well being able to uh, not constantly play. Oh, okay. So you can't go into uh, the app. And I mean, you just have your daily thing, right? Mm -hmm. You can't go back. You can't do archives or anything like that. And that can be, yeah, frustrating. But it is kind of nice having it walk in, walk out, uh, test your daily thinking realize mm-hmm. that you haven't been thinking all day and then walk away from it
1: well they might uh, have storage now because that was probably just the guy didn't want to pay for servers right like to store everybody's data so maybe now that they actually that's have true. Mm, new york times owning it maybe they'll care enough to to do that that might be the one good thing
0: <laughs> yeah we'll get a little bit more support on that and have some archives that would be nice and the new york times crossword app does have great archives you have to pay for them but they are like Ah. super extensive and exhaustive. And so there is a bunch. Uh, Hello, Rob. Welcome to the stream. We are actually moving on from Wordle to uh, a little purchase that just happened yesterday. Pretty unimportant. I don't think it'll be very impactful in the gaming industry at all. Sony buys Bungie for $3.6 billion. Um, This happened uh, again yesterday. So the final day of January just really ending a month of news with uh some more really I think in the end probably good news for Bungie again bad news for maybe anyone that is looking for more uh they uh, looking at the more competitive nature of what we're seeing as the content wars we'll get to later mm-hmm. but uh a 3.6 billion dollar acquisition for Bungie I was reading today that they were looking to be bought for a little while uh, okay. they had already sort of reached out to different people they had been in the talks and sony and this is actually directly to chris's article that he sent in the discord about an hour ago i believe by jeff grubb over at venture where he was talking about yes there were other talks but sony is the one that pulled the trigger and uh finally uh, you know locked them down mm-hmm. uh what do you think about the Bungie acquisition Destiny 2 being under Sony do do you think it really changes much in terms of the gaming landscape
1: I mean it's like it's like a step of many steps that'll get us to a point where it'll be an issue like I don't necessarily I don't think ac- you know acquiring companies is all that um big a deal it's definitely a normal thing but we're getting to these we're getting to the billion dollar sales now right it's only been this year last year that we've kind of seen those billion dollar purchases of game companies and that's where you start to get kind of like uh-oh are we we in the bad place like why is this this is starting to become like big fish and and that's when we'll we'll get to the antitrust stuff but that's kind of where that kind of stuff comes into play and it's sad that like 3000000000 Three billion doesn't sound big to my head because of the you know sixty eight yeah. whatever billion, but that's still an ins- absolutely insane amount of money. And yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting that it's becoming like such a severed Nintendo's in its corner doing its Nintendo thing, and meanwhile Microsoft and PlayStation are just like buying things like they're at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you can't really tell, like we can't really tell at this point what's going to happen because it's completely dependent on. What the companies want to do, and they're going to have so much access to so much data now, I think, is the biggest thing. And I think what oh, people that's a really good don't point. talk about, yeah, which might will be more of a Microsoft thing, but everyone always talks about, like, now they have Destiny. It's like, but now they have everyone's data that plays Destiny is, like, the bigger thing, right? And what are they going to do with that data and how will they use that to market other things? And it's, it's, so, it's so much bigger than just, like, IP sometimes. It's, like, the whole company and everything it, it has behind it is getting purchased, too, not just destiny
0: yeah and i think one of the biggest transitions here that we'll see from playstation is that live service sort of game that they mm-hmm. haven't had up until this point
2: mm-hmm. and
0: it is just the the they are now trying to compete with other uh games as a service like Fortnite, uh microsoft again this is all in reference to this was not the james grub one uh james grub jeff grub this was i think tom warren's uh article but this is it's the idea that they are looking for that extended repeat customer coming back constantly that they can market to that they can pull data from and that they can sort of keep selling those uh you know the targeted uh oh my gosh Loot, not loot crates. What am What am I thinking of? What are those called? Season passes. That, of course, I mean, like I mm-hmm. buy into those all the time. Like that, I don't think they're inherently evil, especially as compared to many of the other practices that we see in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sony just historically has not bought into that kind of stuff, and yeah. now we're seeing them get their uh, their long term long term system all set up
1: yeah like what did S- sack boy had some purchasable, some purchasable cosmetics once i think that's like all i can yeah. think of <laughs> they never yeah, do that they, it's true. just nothing you know it's so hard i like i couldn't i would love to be a fly in the wall during the board of directors meetings for those companies because at the end of the day they're just trying to make the shareholders happy and make the most money and like yeah they're like i think playstation is definitely like wants its customers to have fun like they make awesome like there's awesome games i love yeah. last of us and Crash Bandicoot, Alice, whatever. But at the end of the day, if there's like a foolproof model that's like ne- like that's proven to work, like Game Pass, they're gonna do it. Like it's just a matter of time. I think you're right. And this kind of seems like they're getting their ducks in a row to launch it. Definitely with that acquisition and who else, whatever they're buying too behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, and uh, as I believe maybe Chris pointed out in the chat that Jeff Keeley brought up today that. They're not slowing down at all whenever it comes to acquisitions. PlayStation, uh, Jim Ryan even said like, oh, no, there's plenty more to come. Like buckle in, get ready for weeks and weeks of news. And I'm sure a lot of that is going to lead into uh, whatever this service is.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I wonder if we see like whenever we have the or I would hope that Buying something like Destiny 2 allows them to still focus on and develop these really great single-player games and this sort of prestige catalog that they have, that they're able to focus on that a lot because they have this this constant cash flow coming in from Bungie. Mm -hmm. Maybe that would be, you know, we can see the benefits of this purchase going into other areas of Sony, but... I don't know. I mean, I would also assume that it takes a lot more resources, which I guess if Bungie has been doing it on their own for a little while, obviously they wanted to get bought. So maybe it wasn't going as well as you might Mm -hmm. think, but -hmm. they were capable of doing it on their own. So they already have the resources in order to hold uh, the servers and everything. And so really Sony just coming in as financial support. They have said that they're not going to get involved in the day to day. And I think Sony historically has been pretty good about that Mm -hmm. but i i mean that's speculation i really don't know if that's true or not that's just from what i understand
1: yeah like i like hearing that uh they wanted to get purchased right because it's weird how i like i have this natural inkling that like anytime a company gets scooped up by like a monolith company it's like they were in a corner and they were had ten dollars to their name and they you know just signed on with the Mm. devil to survive another day but at least in this instance it sounds like they wanted to be purchased they just needed help and i'm sure whatever contracts they sign say that they have you know sony will have ultimate choice between what consoles their games get released on and and stuff like that at the end of the day i'm sure that was a provision somewhere so Mm. no matter what they they just kind of that's probably the trade-off right like we'll give you the money to live and not be too worried about your corporate structure and stuff like that. But we get to say where your games end up because that's all they really would probably care about.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. To be able to, and they have come out and said like, at least with destiny 2 they're not going to do any timed exclusives, which they have in the past. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they're moving away from that. They're, it's going to be all same day. So Again, in a turn from PlayStation that is more consumer friendly than they have been in the past four years, which I would, I'm guessing this whole Microsoft push towards consumer friendly is what's making Sony act this way a little bit more. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I mean, there could still be altruism in this world. I don't know. But the <laughs> idea is they are still allowing people that play Destiny 2 to play it on the system of their choice, uh, whereas yeah. they easily could take that back. Now, We'll see, again, with the Microsoft acquisition, this is going to take a very long time to actually go through. And I haven't really seen a timeline like that.
1: 18 it, months.
0: 18 months for Microsoft or for the Bungie?
1: For Microsoft.
0: Yeah, so this would, I mean, I would think this would be a much smaller deal for Sony acquiring Bungie just because it is more a much more focused company
1: it's 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 all about the due diligence too like it's about like what they own and how long it would take to get like because um i have to do due diligence for companies sometimes at my work and companies with no assets mind you like i work with tech startups so they have absolutely no assets and you still have minute books that are like hundreds of pages long so bungees like probably just thousands and thousands and thousands of things to go through right like they have to make sure they have absolutely no litigation going on. They have to make sure like any kind of HR complaints are fixed before they switch over. Probably something they ask for. Um all the employment contracts have to be looked at every single provision, every everyone's salary has to be adjusted, everyone. All the IP has to get like categorically listed every single element. And games are crazy because they're like part they have everything in them. They have copyright in them, patents in them sometimes, trademarks in them. So, like, even if you're just thinking about Destiny, there's so much copyright material in there. Music, like, designs, all that kind of stuff has to get, like, line by line listed out. And then they have to prove they own everything before they can transfer it out. It's crazy the amount of work that goes into it. So it's, even though it's still a billion dollar deal, right? It's just crazy that Microsoft's warped our minds to think that. Like it's weird this how is I'm. Small. Yeah, like I'm tricked into thinking this is small because Microsoft's crazy and doing like a sixty-eight billion dollar thing right now. But like yeah. if this happened any other time before that, we would still be like, whoa. But like because Microsoft came first, it seems like a little fish in the pond. But it's like a huge purchase that I would it probably would take months and months of horrible legal due diligence to go through. I'm glad I'm not doing it.
0: <laughs> I wonder, be- like yeah what are the sizes of this team that are having to uh that are putting this together i mean i'm you have i'm assuming there's legal from both companies coming in to work on this it's, mm-hmm. it's just got to be a massive team again just for the playstation uh the, the sony bungie merger not even speaking of the microsoft uh activision it's got to be a massive team right
1: Oh my gosh, probably hundreds of lawyers. and then that that makes it I can't even imagine trying to get anything done every single time you read something like this is good, it's just tossed in a pile and you just keep going for months and months and months.' It'd be crazy.
0: Yeah uh, and I, the, I really like the idea of like it's a completely different thing. again, Bungie is games as a service destiny to his games as a service they're bringing in money constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Insomniac has to be looking at this purchase and being like, are you kidding me? Really? (laughs)
1: $3.6
0: billion? Um, And Eric, yes, absolutely. Uh, If you have any corrections, I would, uh, we always appreciate any corrections. I will say one of the biggest corrections that I've got to make right now is that I did not start playing my media source whenever we first jumped in. So that's my error for today. Uh, Enjoy if you have been looking at it. Enjoy me, my Pokemon gameplay of me trying to catch that stupid two foot eight. uh Oh, the b- uh, boisel. boizel boizel, <laughs>
1: boizel? <laughs> I finally oh found my god. one yesterday. It took forever. I caught like twenty, <laughs> and then he was like, "That's too shrimpy." And I was like, "Oh my god!"
0: I have five two sevens. <laughs> like I have five of them that are two seven, oh. and so. Uh, spoiler for the footage on screen I never found one it this is an hour long of footage and it's just me running back and forth and never finding one
1: <laughs> I found uh, mine right past that bridge that first bridge like Badoof bridge I guess you could call it and I went left past like where the cricket talks are and I found one that was tall enough on the left hand side that's where I found mine
0: that's what I I I've been running through just running and trying to and there so perceptive these weasels uh they <laughs> will see me a mile away and start running at me and it's driving me nuts because i have to fight them every time uh eric eric's correction is that you said crash bandicoot is a sony game uh, and he says not anymore uh, oh yeah it is we've got it under microsoft and i for a brief shining moment there was potential for them to go back to uh naughty dog but you know it's just it's never going to happen at this point
1: there was a little mini game in uncharted 4
0: <laughs> it was so perfect it that's was such I, a good moment that's
1: what i meant <laughs> That <mini laughs> <Yeah. game.
0: laughs> all right let's see uh i mean we have do you have any more thoughts on these sony bungie acquisition i mean it's again it's the weird
2: it's
0: sort just of small weird. purchase yeah. in this story uh
1: I think it would get talked about so different if it was just any other time of the year and that that hadn't just happened with Microsoft. It's weird how it's just like it really is a timeline of events and not just things that people separately pay attention to. Everyone just wants to see like the line go up. They don't care about the points in it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I do. Wanna,
0: I want to go back to something that you brought up, because, again, we'll see it in this next section. But. Whenever you talk about uh, ongoing litigation, I know there were and are still ongoing issues within Bungie as well in terms of culture and harassment Mm -hmm. that have been, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, as far as what I've read today, uh, it has been addressed and is being currently worked on. It, It took way too long. It's really just started developing over this last two or three years rather than uh, whenever these a lot of these complaints were addressed back in like 2015, 2016,
1: mm-hmm. and it was
0: going on for a long time, how much does that affect and push back the timeline of something like this? Like, we would we see if ongoing litig if these again we'll get more into this, but <laughs> if these like extensive lawsuits that we're seeing against Microsoft. Mm-hmm. really start uh, – or seeing against Activision, I'm sorry. Uh, will this inhibit that purchase in any way, or is it just Microsoft is like, hey, we're willing to take that that chance. We're willing to take on that litigation.
1: I mean, yeah, that's what happens with acquisitions. Like as much as you take on all the bonuses, like the IP and the high-value shares and stuff like that, you, you take on the debts and liabilities too, so – they're they're adopting that so essentially since they're acquiring that company they're going to be now the party to those to those uh those issues which they must be okay with because they still gave them that much money right so I would imagine whatever cost they est- they would probably have a valuator come in try to get an estimate on how much core costs are going to be and they just kind of deduct that from the total amount they would award to them for so however much they gave them sixty eight whatever billion. I'm sure whatever the legal costs that went to that price were already subtracted from that $68 million, which is yeah, like, it, yeah. Huge liability, though, Like because if, you know, they could guess like, oh, we'll probably have to pay a settlement of X amount of money based on X, Y, and Z. They, it might be triple that, quadruple that, who knows, right? So they kind of just take on the risk, right?
0: And we look forward, we look at the Microsoft coming on and taking over Activision as a change in culture and something that we will see Uh, progress in the, this portion of the games industry, but that doesn't change the people that have been affected and are still uh, doing these lawsuits. They're not going to say, Oh, well, Phil Spencer's, uh, you know, in charge now things are turning around. Great. No, these people were still affected and abused and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, deserve to be able to get justice for uh, what occurred. And so they are again, taking on that litigation not with the thought of, like, no, we're fixing it. And it'll all blow over. Like, yeah. it's it's not the Leslie Nielsen, nothing to see here kind of thing. Like, it's so very clear that they will be fully taking on that financial responsibility, not being able to brush it off.
2: Yeah. Uh, and,
0: I mean, here's hoping that they wouldn't try to brush it off anyways. But
2: mm-hmm. it is
0: just sort of a uh, – it's a strange decision on their part. And we are – I I always do this, but way ahead of ourselves, I do want to bring up real quick uh, one thing, uh, two things about the Sony Bungie thing is that it was definitely not a reactionary purchase.
1: This wasn't something. I was hearing that take. I'm like, oh, my God. You have no idea how much work goes in. Like, no way. It's reactionary in the same way that you react to something and then three years later do something <laughs> like I'm sure they heard yeah. about the Microsoft acquisition in some form or another and was like, we should probably start buying things. And this is the first of them, right? Like mm-hmm. they didn't do this in a, I saw someone trying to say that they did this in a week. I was like, Oh my, <laughs> no way they could yeah. maybe do one, one thousandth of the paperwork in a week. Not even that, I don't think to, to figure something like this out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had to, I, I mean, it, I think they said talks started in July of 2021 mm-hmm. and a lot of this, whenever you put it in the context of how good the games industry was doing last year and is still currently doing, again, Jeff Grubb, VentureBeat, go check out that article that Chris uh, linked. It's a really good, more thorough explanation of how financially this makes sense over sort of like, oh, what is it? how is it going to affect the culture? Uh, we saw Bungie probably at one of their peaks in terms of income. And that's probably why Bungie immediately, went, or not immediately, went out to start talking about getting a sale because mm-hmm. they had High value. The, a value. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, we had already seen by this point something like 12 to 15. We had already seen the Bethesda purchase. Uh, yep. And so we had seen these big purchases from Microsoft. So yeah, it, you're right. It is a reaction of some sort, but it's certainly not a reaction to the, the Activision deal by any means
1: no i think Uh, it's just the nature of where games are going they just want to own things for like you said their their netflix version of game systems like that's just the way it goes we're going from blockbuster to netflix but in the game space essentially it's just taking mm -hmm. a long time
0: and there's there's so many good things about it and there's so many bad things about it but in the end, right where we're sitting right now, we're almost like in the best spot that we yeah, that we it's kind gonna, are. that it's gonna be. <laughs> Blockbusters
1: are still open, but Netflix is just starting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so we are okay with this. But like, man, in five years, it, it will be sort of like a how many other subscriptions do you have to have in order to play this one game? And yeah. do those sixty dollars uh, just single purchases even exist at that point, or do they say? Everything subscription service, just like your entire life and everything involved in it, because it, that's the way yeah. we're. Heading.
1: I mean, it. they make so much more money with digital games than physical. Like, it's insane. I, I don't get how digital games aren't $10 less because I'm not paying for the plastic, the manufacturing, all the effort it takes to digitally print it onto a CD. I'm buying it digital. Like you are, there is server hosting, but that just kind of exists for physical games anyways. Now it's just that, like, cause they're storing our data in the cloud. I don't get how there's not a price difference there and it's just that kind of leads into the monopoly thing it's like if all of them just charges 80 dollars for a game that's how much it's going to cost until they all decide as a group to let's make it 90 now because now the PS5 and Xbox Series X are out so now it's 90 dollars for a new game like that's just kind of how it works but man yeah they want to digify everything and I mean it makes sense because they make more money that way like and unless there's competition in the market they'll get no pushback like do you remember when microsoft tried to make it it was like four years ago and you couldn't share discs like it was like (laughs) it was a technological protection measure they made and they're like if you if you friend put their your disc in their xbox it won't work and the internet went crazy and like two days later they were like never mind (laughs) we're sorry we apologize but if sony didn't exist and that Like, what other option do we have? We wouldn't have any option. And we probably would have no more physical games now, like, four years out. Because why would I? I can't share it anymore. That was, like, the one bonus. It's, like, my little sister has a PS4. I'll get this physical so she can play it, too, in a year or whatever.
0: It kind of loses that whole value. And we're heading in that direction anyways. Like, Microsoft ended up being kind of ahead of... And, of course, this is more with the digital side of it, obviously. But Mm -hmm. they... we ended up with that sort of like you can't share games. You, I have to go to a friend's, on a friend's Xbox, sign into my account, and be able to download it, be able to access everything. And so it still has a lot of that same mm-hmm. functionality in the end. Yeah. In a way that is like, they are starting to control the way that we can handle the media that we purchase. Yeah. Uh, in a way that we thought that we had escaped. Whenever Sony did the absolutely perfect res- rebuttal of the <laughs> this is how you share games, yeah. and then they were like, except for you know four years, whenever it is all digital anyways, and you can't share yeah. games, so it doesn't matter.
1: You own a um, license to your game, not the game, right? Like, that's, that's the yeah. shift. You used to own a game, and now you own a license to play the game. That can be rescinded at any time.
0: Hey, this is Greg. Sorry to interrupt, but I got to tell you about another podcast. Yes, the very podcast that the guest on this episode, Haley McLean, hosts the Game and Makeup Podcast. Do you and your partner like games? Do you find yourself amazed at the games the other person plays? Do you bicker back and forth on who has the better taste in games? Well, then you should check out the Game and Makeup Podcast. On each episode, Haley and her partner, Mike, take turns picking games for each other and forcing them to play it. And then they argue back and forth. And it's a really fun time. So check out the Game and Makeup podcast and all the places that you listen to Level Zero. Okay, back to the show. Final topic and the big one, even though we have uh, we have been constantly yeah, to referring it, to all it all and about <laughs> talking about it a lot, uh, which is perfectly <laughs> fine, is that uh, Activision Blizzard is going to be potentially bought by Microsoft for $68 billion. Now I'm assuming money has an exchange hands. I don't think Microsoft has like presented the warehouse full of gold bars yet, as far as I know, but no, uh, yeah, they are in conversations, in talks and of all the, uh, the legal aspects of it are going to be worked out over this next year. Uh, I would
1: imagine it's like an agreement of intent or something. Like they just kind of have that number, assuming everything goes right over the next eighteen months.
0: Right, and it's got to be that agreement of intent. I mean, I think I was talking to Greg earlier today about this. There is probably things written up in that agreement saying, should this fall through, you will get this amount of money or whatever for what you know, Activision and Microsoft are both putting a lot of money into preparations for this to go through. Yeah. Now, if this falls through due to antitrust laws, Microsoft would probably still owe Activision a certain payout for all of the work Activision has done in order to prep. Right. All the legal
1: work and stuff. Yeah. uh,
0: So there is significant risk built into even announcing this early or getting this started beyond just the fact that like oh no we didn't get activision darn Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, well they do have to be public too because they're publicly traded so they everything that they do can't be too behind the scenes they have to be like very open about it so i would imagine they are this is probably as close as they could get it to before they had to be public right mm -hmm. trying to be not sneaky but just like quiet about it until they legally have to be public about it Because it could affect other people's decisions to invest and stuff like that.
0: And were there rumors before or was this... I think it was pretty completely out of the blue, right?
1: I don't think I saw anything, did you? I Mm. I can't remember ever seeing a rumor about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, what I would think is like, uh, you know, uh, um, someone... uh, Put a leak out on Twitter and they were like, Oh no, 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 go, 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 make the announcement right now before anything. (laughs) A
1: tinfoil hat guy in the corner of Los Angeles (laughs) was like, They'll acquire them 68 million. We were like, Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And so, in this acquisition, as Eric also brought up, uh, in the acquisition of Activision Blizzard, those Activision and acquisition are too close together and it's been throwing me all night. (laughs) That's such a good point. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna have to have Activision change their name to Acquisition Blizzard. Uh, so True. in in the Activision uh, in the acquisition, acquisition of Activision Blizzard, uh, they gained not only Activision Blizzard, uh, but of course the a bunch of studios under them, including Treyarch, Raven, High Moon, Infinity Ward, Toys for Bob, which is fantastic, uh, Beanox, <laughs> Sledgehammer, Blizzard, and King. Uh, so. King is sort of the weird outlier that is talked about not a whole lot, uh, surprisingly, mm-hmm. because it's the it's a huge developer in the and publisher within the mobile game space. Like this oh, is Microsoft yeah. getting back into game development for mobile, you know, not directly, but mm-hmm. having a hand in it and potentially being able to support it and move into that again. Giant, giant cash pile. That is mobile gaming.
1: Yeah, insane. Because right now, really, Apple has a monopoly on that market, right? With the Apple Arcade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They take thirty percent of whatever it costs to put like whatever you make from the app on the Apple Store. Apple takes thirty percent or something crazy. It's nuts.
0: Yeah. So I, you have Google Pay, which is a little bit uh, a little bit more freeform, but I think. I wonder if we do see Microsoft try to create... I mean, we have uh, Xbox Game Pass on mobile in terms of like streaming and stuff like that, but I wonder if mm-hmm. they try to create some sort of competitor on mobile to Apple Arcade and we see something Probably. that is... Probably, yeah. Yeah, the mobile, smaller indie titles that are under Xbox Game Pass mobile or whatever they would call it. Uh, yeah.
1: I think that's a good call. That's probably something that they're doing right now. Yeah.
0: And then of course they own two of the largest MMOs now uh, in ESO as well as uh, now. Wow. Potentially like Mm -hmm. they are moving in. They, they are the absolute Kings of games as a service at this point. Yeah. They just have a ton of them under them. If they get Activision Blizzard, if it all goes through. Mm hmm. Uh, Real quick, in terms of the studio culture, uh, the workplace abuse that is run rampant in uh, Activision Blizzard, this was all came out and came to light in July 2021. We saw there was a lawsuit that was brought by the California Equal Housing and Employment uh, Committee. I had it at the top of this uh they brought a lawsuit forward and then as when that lawsuit was uh, filed, many many people came out and spoke out and were uh, wrote their own sort of about their own experiences within the company. It has been detailed a lot. Uh, we have again seen some changes in leadership within Activision Blizzard. We have seen that this purchase, Phil Spencer has said, Very specifically, like we won't tolerate and we will see a shift in culture over there. We will sort of, uh, what's the word, shepherd that shift in culture if it hasn't, uh, regardless of even if it has really begun at Activision Blizzard, we'll continue it uh, going. Does this change? Like, do you think that they'll be able to hold to that and be able to actually root out a lot of that?
1: ah well that might end up being a remedy for the case right like they're obviously gonna i think they'll probably get a huge monetary amount um for all like the suffering that they caused um but there might be what are called injunctions which essentially stop a company from doing something and it might be they require either that those people don't work there anymore or you know they have to be more stringent with you know, higher ups having certain kind of training or something like that. Like it's, it's hard to say. Cause you said that, that, that was back in July. That's crazy. Cause that, and then you said earlier that's when the potentially the discussions were happening to get purchased. Right. So it's weird that those were happening at the same time. Um, you'd think that that would be a time where they weren't really looking to get purchased when, or on the flip side, maybe they were because this might be something that sinks them a little bit. Like they're still a massive company. I don't think it would sink them, but You know, it might, maybe that was something that kind of put them in a corner a bit where they were more ready to get purchased because they were taking on so much liability. Um,
0: Yeah. And I wonder, I I mean, Xbox and Microsoft, of course, uh, like sharks in the, or yeah, sharks in the water sort of. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: again, this is, this is really like assuming some sort of like evil uh, nature on Microsoft's part. It's not, I don't think it's entirely that, but. You see the devaluation yeah. of Activision after a lot of this. And it's, they are going to be able to get a very, very profitable company at its absolute lowest in terms of its market yeah. cap. Uh, yeah. And they're going to be able to like take that on. If they're already doing all these acquisitions and they want a big one, that's the time to do it. And that's the one yeah. to do. Uh, Which
1: is so. sad, right? Because it comes at a cost of people's lives and stuff is like a good business deal. Just kind of like a disheartening thing that happens in a capitalist society. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, so I was looking at uh, sort of, it's hard to understand what is sort of corporate propaganda, but you do see that uh, I have forgotten his name and I do want to check it before I get to uh, Satya Nadala, who is the CEO of Microsoft. Currently, there was a, there, Microsoft was also accused of many uh, bad practices and workplace abuse and harassment. And again, if you watch the recent Microsoft documentary that came out, it's interesting in the way that they kind of gloss over a lot of this. Uh, in a way, like the the documentary is great, but there is a little bit of that idea of like, oh yeah, you would go into this meeting and people would scream at you until you were crying as you walked out of there. They'd call you the stupidest person at the company, tell you to never yeah. come back. It was. It was wild, you know? Yeah. And it's like this weird like brushing it off. But Satya Nadala tried... go ahead. Oh
1: sorry. I was just gonna say that that's just like Silicon Valley, right? Like that it's yeah. such a different space there. They ha- they literally have different laws and everything with the whole thing of being innovation. Like innovation is it. We need to like Silicon Valley, you can't or California, I think in general, you can't have non compete clauses anywhere in California, which is like, you know i don't think there's a single province in canada that has anything like that because they're trying to just let people hop around people like yeah they just become so abusive to the point that if you can't keep up it's because it's a you problem and not like Mm -hmm. a like an employer issue um and it's really only in the last like five or ten years that people's actually been suing for it because it's such a weird space what's the other thing to do with it um there's something else with California I was reading about that's like a whole different market. Uh, I can't think of it now. It might come to me, but it's just okay. a whole different space.
0: Yeah, that's... we're seeing we are seeing in the past like five years this sort of like okay we need to start shifting our culture to be mm-hmm. uh, to be more worker focused, uh, developer focused. But I I mean a lot of it I think is like oh shit they're onto us uh, we need to yeah. for public image and for and. Whether or not, like, I mean, regardless of the reasons for it, if there is still actual change occurring within the companies and we are seeing improvements in the quality of life for their workers, then good. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we are, but what I was going to say is Satya Nadella is, after taking on, uh, Microsoft has ushered in sort of an improvement in the workplace culture and has done a lot to, uh, get people to leave that were involved in past abuses
2: mm-hmm.
0: this is a running theme for all of this anytime you ever see any of these stories uh, a lot of those people were asked to leave very quietly or if they did leave publicly it was in a hey can, good luck on your next venture you were great here and here's a lot of money in your but you know behind the scenes it was a little it was a little bit more tor- turmoil behind it We saw the same thing at Bungie, uh, in the past, there has been a pro we have seen progressive change at Microsoft and Xbox under Phil Spencer. And so I do think that they saw what was going on and they said, we can actually fix this and we can improve the lives of the developers. We can, uh, not only make a lot of money off of this and get a, uh, a very profitable company at a, low price but we can be part of the process of change for them uh mm-hmm. whether or not their real intentions lied with the employee who knows uh, mm-hmm. but hopefully we actually do see progress and we actually see change right
1: because that kind of leads into the crunch conversation too and that was the other thing i, f- I was just thinking about like in california there's laws where computer professionals i think is the definition that they use um they don't uh there aren't allowed overtime so they don't they're not allowed overtime pay they don't get it essentially so and that's a law that's like passed it's not that the developers are being sneaky or whatever They're, they're legally allowed in california to not give computer professionals overtime pay and that counts towards game developers like they're caught by that definition um as long as they're making x per year and i don't you know it's it's De- I can't remember the amount, but I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to argue that it should be even lower at one point um, as govna. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> governor.
0: govna. No, Now that that just sounded British. I don't know.
1: That did sound British. <laughs> the
0: govna. There we go. Okay, that's a yeah. little bit closer.
1: So essentially what the companies do is they're between a rock – well, they're not between a rock and a hard place because they're creating the rock and the hard place, but they're instilling a, a, this situation where – they are working them as hard as they can um, and with no overtime pay, um, but not so hard that they leave. Like, it's this horrible, toxic situation that that this law is fabricated where, okay, so how hard can we work them before they go to the hospital? Is essentially, like, the work culture that gets fostered there in California because of this law that's instated there. And, you know, there's similar laws in Canada. Like, I think Ontario has one, and they call them computer... Technician, or, and the whole point behind this definition is that you shouldn't, like, p- innovation calls for skilled computer people to not be, like, their employer shouldn't be limited by having to pay them overtime pay for the sake of innovation is essentially like the hmm. thought behind Im- implementing that and it's it's that's what's creating this the, the, like a lot of the to- not the obviously the horrible like sexual abuse allegations and stuff like that that's a mm. whole right. other topic that's just kind of do with upper management's own toxic personas but in terms of the crunch work culture it's this it's the same kind of thing that antitrust laws are trying to get after but for some reason they allow for this like Oh, but if you're good at computers, you should work so freaking much because computers equals the future is like the mm-hmm. general nod. So that's why so many companies are in California is because it's just like this perfect place to essentially overwork employers, employees for months and months. And then, you know, they'll say, oh, well, we won't give you a credit in the game unless you stay here the whole time. So who was well, there's a company that was doing that and they were being yeah. like very public about it.
0: Oh um, uh, yeah, was it Naughty
1: Dog? I think it was saying if you leave. Um, oh no, it was Rockstar, wasn't it? If you leave, yeah, mm-hmm. if you leave mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption and Red, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two before it's finished, you don't get a credit in the in the end of the game. And that was kind of their like donkey carrot stick thing to try to keep people to to stay because otherwise they were just working them like crazy and they were totally within the legal rights to do so.
0: And just, I like, want to see weird space like I would love there to be a little bit, and of course there's, uh, we're not going to get transparent or report, uh, reports on these things, but I'd love to see some more like transparency on t- how bad are these conditions at these major companies that are buying out uh, yeah. these smaller companies and acting like they are coming in to, to help and to uh, you know, usher in a new era of worker positivity or whatever yeah. uh, that they claim. And it's, is this going on the entire time behind the scenes at their company? And they just have the money to make sure that it is not seen as much. Uh, they've got the, the sort of, uh, the resources in order to keep it. And yeah, as, as sort of conspiracy theory as that sounds, I mean, it's just, that's been sort of the nature of the beast for a very long time anyways. Yeah. Uh, and we are seeing that, Luckily, it came out all for uh, Activision Blizzard and they had their own reckoning. And while there are going to be people that come out on top and that are going to get this massive payout, unfortunately, they are at least leaving and they are going to be removed from positions of power. Uh, And so in the future, we will see people that are in the future. Hopefully, a lot of that abuse is not occurring. Um, rob you just you just has have redeemed. to hope that
1: microsoft is more aware of that of the like the implications of those situations mm-hmm. than blizzard right that's kind of it's sad but that's like our only hope really for those situations
0: yeah and mm-hmm. as far as we can tell they are and as mm-hmm. far as we can tell they they plan on changing things but all of that could come to a screeching halt uh and this entire purchase could stop Due to uh, antitrust laws, right?
2: Mm-hmm. That could be
0: something where we... It could get... I mean, I'm sure it won't get that close to the finish line before anything is stopped uh, by the Trade Commission. But what... <laughs> okay, without getting like too <laughs> drawn into like the super technical jargon, whenever you're looking at uh, antitrust laws, what are the ways that this company that this acquisition could be just completely stopped and what would be the reasoning that the FTC would say like no 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 this is illegal
1: yeah you got like we were talking about this right before we started but america's interesting cuz you guys have such uh i wouldn't even say intricate cuz they're not that intricate like it's called the i believe it's called the Sherman act or something it's from the late 1800s and it's essentially it's it's based on this moral thought that um there should be a free market and like an open market and to have monopolies it's not just monopolies like there's other ways that you can violate antitrust like if you i think a very common example is if three really big companies come in working together to bid on something and purposefully like have the bids low so one person could get it cheaper you know conspiring against the free market but the the one that everyone knows about is like the monopoly one like if a company um Mm -hmm creates a monopoly within a specific industry. And I think the other prerequisite for a finding of an antitrust situation is that there also has to be, like, what's the word? Like, not mischievous, but, like, underhanded practices have to be at play too. Like it's almost like an intent has to be like there, mm -hmm. like they know they're doing it and they're purposefully trying to do it. It's not just, Oh wow, we bought a new company and we're doing so great. It's like, let's buy this company to screw over these other three companies and make it. So we're the only ones here. Like that has to be kind of the intent behind it too. And I think people, um, Microsoft's already known for this. And and yeah, with the 90, the the case in the nineties where it was found that they were in violation of that act. Um, and that was
0: in regards to their uh, the to Internet Explorer being forced onto their systems, right? And they weren't. Yeah. Were they like blocking downloads of other browsers? Was that the?
1: No. So the concept of it was that it came free when you had the, like, you, so you get your Microsoft computer and you have Internet Explorer downloaded for free. But they made it really difficult to download others. Like, I think Netscape was the other one and Nets- Netscape mm-hmm. ended up going bankrupt because it because of it i was reading it over again today and it's a really interesting case because it's like it's much less about like whether or not they're a monopoly like that was kind of decided pretty early like you guys are monopoly like at that (laughs) time in the it was like the late 90s like microsoft was a monopoly in the pc space like no holds barred they were like that was kind of a given and then it was more about like how nasty they were being and that like and i forget the judge's name but he he, like hated big business like he was so it got appealed and some stuff got retracted a bit um, cause everyone was like, he was too, he really hated you. Yeah, we will take this back. And they, they appealed it a bit, but essentially it was like all these emails they uncovered in discovery and stuff of Bill Gates being like, well, ha ha ha, <laughs> like <laughs> let's shut him down boys. Like that was kind of like the gist of it, which is interesting that the, it was way more focused on the intent behind it, the intent behind the monopoly. And, uh, yeah, so they lost and, um, they were trying to argue, you know, oh, which is for convenience of the consumer and stuff. But what they found out was happening was that it was really ho- – they made it purposefully difficult to download other browsers on their computer. So if you had Internet Explorer and you were trying to download Netscape or wh- whatever their, ex- their thing was called at that time or something else, they purposely would, like, run the computer slower, would make it harder to download it to the point that the consumer even subconsciously would go, I'll just stay on Internet Explorer. And so they were, like, fostering a situation where they were inherently becoming the monopoly, even if technically speaking – Netscape could still exist. They owned mm-hmm. the means of providing the service, so they could put up firewalls to make it difficult for any other competitor to come in. It's kind of like they owned the boat and and all the food on the boat, so they can control like everything about it. But if lots of people owned the boat and they had some of the food, then it's a bit more fair. But they mm-hmm. own the means and the and the item, so. The it, courts said that they had to split, but then they appealed it. Like they said they had to split the company to be just one part PC, one part software, but then that got appealed and they they were able to stay as one company.
0: Oh, I didn't even know that was in the cards. I I really yeah. just read the, like the the final piece on that article that you'd sent and they Is this it, what Epic was trying to claim that Apple was doing with the iPhone and the Apple Store? Yeah. They were trying it, to bring in antitrust against Apple uh, in terms of like, yeah, you're not really providing a platform for other, you know, the Google Play app store to be able to work on there. And
1: exactly, yeah.
0: that was so this is still, you know, we have the precedence uh, from the 90s from Microsoft. Do you know why it doesn't? It didn't play that way, play out this way. Whenever we did see this already with Apple and uh, Epic,
1: yeah, it's tough because they're trying. Like I was looking into this today too, and it's weird because it's one of the few instances in your guys's po- political system where Republicans and d- Democrats are like totally in agreement on what yeah. should be done. <laughs> they're like, obviously, stop this. Like it's the, the there's so many monopolies in your guy, which is kind of a what's that what's it called when it's like a jumbo shrimp
0: (laughs) oh oh my god
1: there's so many monopolies yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what is it? it's like facebook apple uh facebook apple like (sighs) but they're essentially establishing these monopolies and right now in the last two years your guys's um your guys' government has been really trying to push all these bills out because the Sherman Act hasn't been updated since the 1800s, which is crazy. Are you because, serious? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just three sections. It's just if you create a monopoly and whatever, you're, you're in violation of a felony, is section two, which was what Microsoft was charged under. But it's really just these three sections. But what, what? at least what I was looking at, I was reading some legal opinions about it, and it was really interesting, is that like, antitrust stuff doesn't get applied very much because everything's free and it's kind of hard to apply like oh you're in a monopoly making so much money when you're providing free products so like facebook's free uh Mm -hmm. facebook now owns instagram they own whatsapp like all of these are free things so it doesn't really the sherman act it it can be applied for sure but it's it's just harder to apply it to, to this digital space because what they're really making money off of is data and ad space. And if like, we already see this with the whole issue with Facebook and like all the fake news they pump out. Like if Facebook had a major competitor, which they absolutely don't right now, like Facebook has no major competitor, they would be more inclined to provide a better service and have less fake news on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and be a better, but because they own literally everything, social media, that's like in its same kind of industry space. I remember there was when they were doing that, uh, mark zuckerberg discovery thing and like questioning him all day <laughs> do you remember oh, that yeah, yeah yes. they asked, they said who's your main competitor and he was like i don't know like they don't have yeah. one so i think they're both republicans and democrats want to apply antitrust to these huge companies it's just a matter of updating your guys's laws so it's easier to do because at the Which, moment it's too like archaic and like physical but it needs to be more like digitally applicable i think is kind of the vibe that i was getting when i was looking into
0: it and we had talked about how, like, the EU, there are, it's a little bit stricter. Mm-hmm. Are those a little bit more updated for the modern era? Do, like, do they kind of, ha- or is it just the nature of having been formed much later and sort of developing their own?
1: Oh, uh, uh, that's a good question. I think it's just hard to say. I don't know too much about European law
0: mm-hmm.
1: either. Um, I just any time I can, because I have a back, back in IP is kind of, like, what I'm into. And IP in EU is much more strict than it is even here and in America, too. Like, they just tend to... They're kind of, like, the forefathers of implementing these, like, institutions where things get protected better and, like, things just run better. And everyone uses Europeans, like, first try to see how it goes and then they adopt it later is kind of, like, the way that legal systems, Mm. I think, kind of work. Like... They started all these international IP, like, systems that we all kind of adopted into our own, like, the way that copyright works and stuff is just because we follow something called Undrip that EU started. Like, they kind of start everything and it trickles down into North America a little bit, is kind of how I feel. But then we adapt it to our own specific societies. Like, your guys' copyright length of time is super long because of Disney, whereas (laughs) Canada's is still super, not super short, it's 50 years, but your guys' is 95, I think just because yeah. you have the influence that you're like more capitalist society has had on this but it all starts from the same sort of origin and with you guys since you guys have such crazy companies like you you really are like the monoliths of like digital technology companies that are just giants it's like i don't know it just hasn't been addressed very very much and i think yeah. they're trying to do it now but it's like probably something that should have happened like in the 90s when the internet was starting and not like in the 20s when it's already right. thing yeah. well yeah
0: i mean it's god whenever like whenever the space race was going on and they were talking about well how do we keep people from being able to claim pieces of space and i mean we're seeing that yeah. entire well now we're seeing it sort of pop up with the metaverse but in terms mm-hmm. of just like these companies being able to lay down their uh, plant their flag in sort of their section of the internet or in terms of services yeah. and say, this is ours. We just weren't ready to catch up with that conversation. And we're, well, we weren't ready to address that conversation and now we can't catch up because they do have the resources in order to fight against any sort of bill actually being able, uh, being presented or passed whenever it does.
1: Oh yeah. The lobbying crazy. Like I, I mostly just note from the IP side, like Disney lobbying is insane how much they've influenced your guys' IP systems. And a lot of people just don't know that that's entirely Disney. Like, you think that's just like, oh, our laws are figuring themselves out in 95 years. Sounds appropriate. It's like, no, it's because Disney has billions upon billions of dollars to just, like, lobby until it happens. It's Mm -hmm. just they're essentially affecting your guys' legal systems at this point, which is, like, a huge no-no, right? Like, that's even worse than antitrust.
0: (laughs) Uh, But we got three more Star Wars two of which were good. Uh, so That
1: makes it all worth it.
0: <laughs> uh, so in terms of antitrust with Microsoft, as we're getting into this, they are taking a huge, huge, massive chunk of the gaming industry in terms of development and video games mm-hmm. that are available. They are still claiming that they're going to make them available on other platforms, which I'm sure is part of the argument that they can bring in that antitrust conversation and be like no sony can still have their call of duties it's fine we're not just consolidating everything uh how like i guess by them making sure that everything is focused to their and this kind of gets back into the other conversation about the iphone if you have a microsoft xbox that is can only run anything xbox and you can't provide anything else on that platform Does that not violate antitrust? And I I mean, I guess we've kind of like been talking about this this entire time. We don't have the laws that can directly address the idea that an Xbox console only runs all Xbox things, and if they start turning things to be exclusive and they're not providing other uh, storefronts on there, Mm -hmm. that would be fall in violation of antitrust laws. But we just it because they're saying that the services that are provided are free. You're paying for the game, but not the service of providing that game to you, even though.
1: Yeah. Like that's kind of thinking about it still from an IP perspective. Like I think what's scary is the data. Like they, they're going to own so much, so many means to collect data now. And that's, that's almost more about, I don't know if it's more valuable. Mm -hmm. That might be too fishy. Just to say, but like, Like, for example, like I was, I was curious to how many companies Microsoft owns. So I have like this really crazy software that I use that we got through my job that lets me look at a company and how many companies they own. And I can't look at Microsoft because my computer crashes. Because <laughs> that's how many companies... <laughs> so I typed in Microsoft Corp and I brought it up and then it shows corporate tree is the option. So I click corporate tree and I can see it for maybe two seconds and then it turns my computer off full charge battery. Because <laughs> oh there's so many units in there that... like I don't think people understand how... M- Microsoft owns so much. Like not just games, not just mm-hmm. like, you know, PCs. They own so many means of production so many, like, intermediary things that allow other things to work. Like, you think about how games work. Like, they might own... Like, another thing is patents, too. Like, now that they own all these things, they can start to roll out patents because they have a lot more money and now they own the IP to Overwatch. What if Overwatch 2 has this whole new first-person shooter way to do something, put a patent on it, because they have the money now because they're supported by one of the biggest companies in the world who has the money to be a patent troll and throw money. They can now... Mm -hmm toss patents out like crazy you think the warner brothers nemesis system is bad oh my god it'd be awful if all of a sudden microsoft was like patent 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 we own everything let's just put a patent on every indie game we ever yeah. make for something unique and suddenly there's a huge saturation in patents in the market and we have to wait 20 years before we're allowed to use them it's great like all this stuff i think is in the works but people are thinking about like what if i don't get to play overwatch 2 it's like <laughs> right well what if overwatch 2 makes it so no other first person shooter for the next 20 years is good Because it's owned by Microsoft, who has trillions of dollars and can just, like, throw out patents like candy. Whereas Blizzard, on its own, might have not done that. Huh. You know? Yeah, that's
0: a scary thought. It's
1: weird, yeah. And and I feel like it's all in the works. And we're kind of in the the scary beginning phase where everything's okay. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. We're we're getting all the games that we want right now uh for mm-hmm. the low price of 10.99 or you know 9.99 a month. So Get get us hey, comfy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Like this is great and then all of a sudden it's like, "Oh. Hellscape."
0: <laughs> Dude, this is off track a little bit again. Uh but the do you remember the loading screen patent where there was a specific game company?
1: Sonic had it, I think. Sega had it.
0: Sega had it. Yeah. Where they patented uh, the loading screen minigame, and then no one could put minigames in their loading for screen 20 for twenty years. years. Yeah, and I
1: think it just expired in twenty nineteen yeah. or something. And I was like, yeah, how? What? Well, how gross is that? Like, they're games. I hate. I find. Ugh, I wrote a paper about patenting game mechanics, and it's. I could. That's a whole another day. I won't go into it, but it's crazy how they get approved so easily because they're. I would say some of them are absolutely not patentable material at all. It's ideas. It's like spunky ideas. Mm -hmm. It's not actual code that implements and does things that like could actually be patented like a process. It's like, what if there's a mini game? I'm like, that's not, (laughs) that's not a patent. Like what the hell? But they're all get they go to Texas and they all get approved. Like everyone is going to the district court of Texas to get them approved because they're really patenty friendly.
0: Texas (sighs) does it again. Uh, Texas does it again. God, I I'm from that state, and I hate that state. Um, <laughs> the there is what was I gonna bring up about that? Uh, not Texas and how much it sucks. Uh, <laughs> the idea that the patents. Oh, and I well, I was gonna say is like just generally culturally. At this point, we're kind of beyond the idea. Well, now we're beyond uh, loading screens almost. So the idea that now <laughs> we can actually have mini games in our loading screen. Immediately becomes out of date as soon as it is okay to like. It's such a weird timing thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but let's see. Okay.
1: All we'll have Do is you? mini games and loading screens. <laughs> That's all <laughs> <Yeah>. we'll have.
0: <laughs> Do you have any fun? Do you think this fully goes through? That Microsoft is finishes up this acquisition and gets Activision Blizzard.
1: It's so hard. I don't, I have no idea. No idea because it's just. From what I was reading, it's like, government officials want it stopped. Like, they want instances like this stopped. But, I don't know, like, they have so much money to to essentially get the best lawyers doing the best job to make it seem like it's not a monopoly. And, you know, so much stuff comes out in Discovery. That would That's what I would be really curious about is, like, what are... Because all of this would have to become... Uh, whatever emails got sent back and forth during, like, the the purchase process and, like, their plans with what the purchase was for and all that, all that would have to get brought out in Discovery, and and that's where they get in the nitty-gritty of, like, why are they doing it? Like, is it just good business to buy Blizzard, or is this step one of a, like, 20-step master plan to be the only game company? Which Mm -hmm. I don't think they do, because they know that that would be very obvious, antitrust, and they would get shut down. They almost have to toe the line between, like, being a monopoly but not looking like one and i think i think the way to do that is with data acquisition so they'll they'll have all the games be allowed to be on you know not all of them but they'll be like you can still play this on playstation where aren't we a a generous god like here you You go like we are all horizon zero dawn on pc aren't we nice like they'll still keep doing that but i think behind the scenes it's more about like every aspect that goes into making games and, like, making them available and stuff is still going to be only be owned by two companies. Yeah,
0: all the storefronts. I mean, again, if we have subscription services that sort of take over, if we have Xbox Game Pass that owns this half of all the developers and the games that are available, and then Sony PlayStation Infinite or whatever it ends up being called owning the other half. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then Nintendo in the corner doing whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Making the <laughs> wonderful game uh where we make our own acquisitions. I've been working that transition in my head for a very long time. Uh Pokemon, Legends, Arceus. Uh, we'll go Ar-keus-tion? through this problem. Ar-keus-tion? The Archeus. Yeah. I
1: okay.
0: I acquire you, Pikachu. Um, <laughs> uh, for 6.8 billion (laughs) dollars he's worth
1: that at this point think about what level that (laughs) pikachu is he's been grinding since 95 he's gotta be level like 3 billion (laughs) by now he's worth it i think
0: how oh god what is the valuation of the pokemon company at this point like just
1: most profitable like children's media of all time it's gotta be it's gotta be
0: i think it's the most profitable media of all time i think of all media
1: I think you're right. I th- I could see that being that crazy. Pokemon
0: Legends Arceus. What do you think about it?
1: It's really fun, but it looks like shit.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is That's what everyone <laughs> says.
1: I'm not unique in saying that. The gameplay nope. loop is bomb. Like it's so addicting and I love it, but the story is the most boring thing I ever heard in my life and the levels look like crap. But I love it. It's really fun. I play it every night for yeah. like 5 hours.
0: So nice. like it's a good
1: I think it's a good game. It just, you know. Uh, certain parts are have a full jar, and other parts have a low jar. Like, what can you do?
0: And that's, I mean, par for the course for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like we, there, it is always like superb in just half of it or a third of it, and then the other, you know, the packaging around it is always uh, subpar and needs a lot of work. And we always say, the next one though, the next one will be the one. And this <laughs> is, I think, the closest that they've come to yeah uh you know it's definitely recaptured my interest over i still beat sword and shield i still enjoyed sword and shield mm-hmm. but if this had been sword and shield in the past i there's no way i would have given it the same time of day that i'm giving this gameplay loop like mm-hmm. it's fun it is really exciting and it's th- again i spent an hour looking for this stupid weasel. <laughs> uh and i still didn't get to get it and i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna find that stupid weasel and i'm <laughs> excited is... to go back in and i'm excited to do it like it's fun yeah
1: it's fun they're they're doing so many new like there was a mission where a shiny pokemon was a thing like they never do that like i've always wanted like one trainer to have a shiny and someone make a comment on it you know like that's fun mm-hmm. but they never they never stray from like this person has five badoofs, fight them. And I'm like, oh my God, like it's so, but at least this is finally doing, even if I don't love the way it looks that much, it's at least doing the interesting things. Like I like not Mm. battling all that much. I like more skulking around and like creeping up on him a chop and just hitting him with a ball in the back of the head. It's like, I don't know. It's so freaking fun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it streamlines a lot of the, I think the best part about that too in the streamlining of that process is that they do the XP share the entire time.
1: Yes.
0: You are progressing whenever you are still just skulking around and throwing a pokeball out and catching something like you, you you're constantly moving forward. And so uh, while I'm not like a completionist by any means from the, for I'll be a completionist about the side quests. I'm not that way with the Pokedex. I'm not going to find 20. I will end up finding 25 weasels but I'm not going to find 25 <laughs> of every Pokemon. Like that's just, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But oh gosh, still yeah. seeing those check boxes and seeing like the level tens in my Pokedex is nice. Like it's a it good way good. to keep me moving forward. Yeah.
1: It feels good. Uh, Have you ever finished the Pokedex before?
0: No, never. No, no. I, I just, when I, I play them all the way through the story, maybe a little bit past, but then that's, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and which this i think has the most incentive and the most immediate reward system for sticking around in an area and walking around and exploring and catching pokemon like mm-hmm. that i've ever seen because because it is so present in the terms of like you're catching them immediately you're seeing them you're adding them to your pokedex and it's not as uh it's i mean it's a grind for sure But in older Pokemon games, it's wading through grass, getting sort of like caught up by whatever random RNG Pokemon. Well, of course, there are whatever. uh, And having to go through the fight or run away. And now you can just like knock it out and you can just catch this Pokemon and walk away from it.
1: It it gets rid of all the intermediary like boring elements. Like it's kind of like the way that if you look at Ocarina of Time and you look at Breath of the Wild, like when you opened a chest in Ocarina of Time, it was walk Mm up. There was an animation sequence for opening it. There was an animation sequence for holding the item. There was an animation sequence for backing away from the thing. Whereas in Breath of the Wild, you're just like... And you, like, walk away. And that mm-hmm. feels so much better. And it's, like, they just kind of applied that same concept to Pokemon. It's like, what if you don't have to hear the... And, like, wait for that to start. Wait for the Pokemon to show up. Wait for it to hit you once and then throw a ball. Like, they just got rid of all that. Like, just throw the ball. It's like, okay. Like, that's what my kid brain wants from day Is there...
0: Anything about the, in terms of like, is there anything about the original formula that you miss that you wish had been integrated a little bit more into this?
1: Um, I'm finding I really don't care about my team that much. What about, like,
0: because yeah.
1: I just kind of flip them around to evolve them. And then I put them back in the paddock and I'm like, who's next? <laughs> Who wants to yeah. grow up? And then, yeah. So I guess like that's kind of a sacrifice with the model difference, is Like, I don't really care about my team all that much. I just catch a alpha Pokemon and he gets added to the roster if I have a big fight coming up because he's a beast. That's kind of all I do, but I, you know, I feel like that's a fair trade off with every other element being more fun. Is I don't really care about my, I like I don't nickname them or anything. I always nickname. Yeah. I, I that's the same. I, I don't nickname them at all in on this one because I just am rotating them around too much. I don't like learn to only my, uh, only my decidui is who I have on me the whole time. Everyone else I switch around.
0: See, that's what, like, I'm even sort of not caring about my main or my starter in a way mm-hmm. that, like, I've never, I always have them first and I always keep them the entire game. Like, that's just something I bond yeah. with my starter and it sticks with me. And, like, uh, while I still have it, like, I never use it. It's, if it happens to be in the rotation whenever it comes up, that's when, uh, honestly, I can't even tell you the name of it. It's the grass type. But.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Decidueye.
0: Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah, who I like,
1: chose to. Which I don't love his Suzui form.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, kind of the, weird looking. The second, I'm on the second evolution in the, like, the, the, the oh, emo flippy bird. hair. Yeah, the little emo <laughs> bird. I'm not crazy about that look. Yeah, I no,
1: um, that, That's, like, one of the worst, like, middle evolutions for starters
0: ever. <laughs> yeah. I think. And, but the game is really, I oh, that's. As of right now, I haven't gotten into many trainer battles, um, and that's something that I do kind of miss is mm-hmm. uh, getting into the trainer battles and just coming across people that want to fight in the middle of, uh, you know, whatever destination – while I'm on my way to whatever destination. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that changes if because I'm still in the starter area. Maybe that no, does there's, progress.
1: there's not – you only really fight like – the people in charge of like the um, noble Pokemon or whatever, they're like before. I think you can go get him, like fight me, and they'll have like one Pokemon or two poke. Like it's it's very low key.
0: Oh man,
1: there's not a lot. Never of mind, I'm throwing it out.
0: I'm gonna go trade it in tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, oh yeah, a lot of the sound effects, like the uh, restoring your Pokemon. I cannot believe they got rid of the little song that plays whenever. Oh you Oh my god, they did. I it's didn't just notice whoop. that. And you're done. And that... For some... Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of the musical cues. Like, we had talked about, like, The Legend of Zelda. Like, we don't need the animations and we don't need everything. It's just, like, have that little musical cue there to really, like, drive home that nostalgic moment. Yeah. Uh, And maybe they're associating it, for some reason, with, like, the future. Which this whole kid out of time story is the dumbest but, thing in the world but
1: he has a phone everyone's <laughs> like oh you're wearing jorts that's weird nice phone though like i'm like that <laughs> yeah. don't like i don't that takes me right out of it they're like that
0: digital map of yours
1: <laughs> yeah like why wouldn't they just have a normal paper map i don't know i
0: i love the the whole like the concept of like If you're going to want to gain the people's trust, you know, because you fell out of the sky, you're going to need to catch some (laughs) Pokemon around here because, you know, you fell out of the sky. I don't know if you knew this, but you fell out of the sky last week. And it is so immediate. So my theory here, my (laughs) theory is that this is an old fan theory, Pokemon fan theory, obviously. But this is the most like driven home is that this is the like the fever dream final moments of a child as they die. And they believe, like, they do live in the Pokemon world, but they are dying. And they're like, <laughs> I was teleported back, and I'm the savior of all uh, Pokemon world. And they're, this is their, like, crazy, because none of this makes sense. And it's all yeah. it's all so childhood fantasy. And, of course, again, it's a child's game. It's not, like, <laughs> I'm not I expecting, know. like, a liturg- literary masterpiece here. It's just, to me, it seems like such a a uh, weird self-important story that doesn't make any sense. And it like, yeah, and the, the, it's clear that like the narrative team was like, we want you to have a digital phone with a map kind of like, you know, the, uh, with uh, well, the, yeah, whatever the thing he oh, had in, yes,
1: what is yes, it yes. called?
0: Uh, uh, they wanted you to have that, but they were like, uh, I don't know. I guess you're from the future. Like let's, that's how we'll write this in.
1: Yeah, what was that thing called? That's gonna bug me. Link's mm-hmm. Link's phone in <laughs> Breath of the Wild. His Link's phone. Uh, what was it called?
0: The I have it in my head. It's a tip of the tongue moment here for sure. Uh,
1: Link's tablet. Oh, Sheikah slate.
0: The Sheikah slate. Well, yes. That's what it's yeah. 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 They wanted you to have a Sheikah slate, but they had no idea how to get a Sheikah slate into. They're just like you fell out of the sky. You're from the future, and maybe it does progress, and maybe it does get better. But
1: no, I don't. Think <laughs> it it does. does. I'm pretty far, <laughs> and it doesn't really. They're like, yeah, they're just like, yeah. Remember when you fell out of the sky? Anywho, you want to go throw these bags of food at Voltorb, who's massive, <laughs> and like that makes sense. And everyone talks so much. I, oh, I've never been more yep. bored in in cutscene. It's the first Pokemon where it's like really apparent that it needs voice acting because they pluck. They either need to have like way shorter. Cutscenes where people aren't just like doing the one motion mm-hmm. for talking and like saying the same thing or they, they need to, ha- they can be as long as they want, but they need voice acting because yeah. the way it is right now, I can't believe how bored I am. And then I'll spam it and then I'll leave. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like I don't yep. even know what I'm doing.
0: And they mm. there's the, uh, some of the systems in the, what is it? Like the, uh, not the inventory system, although that's not great, but the, map system and the quest system is very frustrating in order to figure out, do I have this thing? Again, this weasel, driving me nuts. You have to catch a bunch of weasels. You have to go back to the dude that has your Pokemon. You have to check your Pokemon. You have to go to each individual one and check summary to see, do I have a weasel that is the right size? And maybe whenever I do catch one of the right size, it'll be like, hey, you're good, head on back. But as of right now, yeah. I'm having to do it individually, and it's driving me nuts. Uh, yeah,
1: like, there's even, like, uh, in one of the reports, it's, like, catch a large weasel. And then, like, the little thing in the corner is, like, two out of two large specimens caught. So, like, yeah. when I did that, I was, like, oh, it's large. It's got to be large enough for the guy. And he's, like, this is top ta- puny. And I'm, like, yeah. well, why are you calling it large? Like, they, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of little things like that that you're, like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, like, very Animal Crossingly level obvious quality of life stuff that should have been in there. But... They won't
0: ever add it now. Nope. They will nope. not address it. Uh, I was telling I was just talking to a friend the other day about that. I was like, the Pokemon Company, uh, they not the Pokemon Company. Uh, why am I trying to call them Team Ninja? uh game freak. game freak. they I mean, they just aren't known for patching in that quality of life stuff. They're not nah. gonna they're not gonna change it at this point.
2: Nah, it's they've... still
0: a fun game. It's worth oh
1: yeah. It's fun. It's
0: worth playing. And it's if you so, like too. Pokemon, you'll really like this.
1: If you're like really finicky about graphics, then you might get thrown off by it. But if you're even just slightly okay with the way it looks, then you'll be fine because it's fun enough to, yeah. that you don't care.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I went out and got it. Now I did trade in stuff for it, and, I, and so I got it for free. So I oh, don't nice. know if I would be as happy for the sixty dollars purchase, but I think for many people they are, and it's probably pretty easy to recommend it still at that sixty dollars.
1: It's eighty for me in Canada.
0: Oh my god, see this? Uh. This is why we have <laughs> capitalism down here. This is why we allow Disney and Microsoft to do what they do.
1: Yeah, so let I Mickey Mouse there. live in forever, but games are $20 less. That's the trade-off. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> oh my um, gosh. All
0: right. Thank you for hanging and for chatting with me and actually like walking me through a lot of this antitrust law and a lot of sort of the ins and outs of the Legal back end that we will both not see a whole lot of. I mean, like you said, they're public, so we yeah. we could see a lot of, but I'm not yeah. looking it up. I uh, mean, probably
1: not until they get sued and then those documents are made publicly available, which would probably be in a year at the soonest. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're also not going to see like this will not be information that we'll probably see like talked about on Twitter very often. Like this is this is stuff that I think is very integral and important to the way that the game industry is moving and this acquisition of course in and of itself um and so it's nice to have that perspective and to be able to understand that a little bit better rather than someone being like hey microsoft steal an activision from playstation i want my call of duty uh,
1: <laughs> i know that's what they want you to f- the thing is that that's like what these companies would want you to be mad about is the call where is call of duty going to be like they don't want you to care about every other element that goes into games <laughs> that they now own <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah and i do want to come back to eventually that conver- the conversation around data uh and the complete collection of data and what that means for Everyone uh in a back end way that mm-hmm. people one don't know about and two many people don't care about. Um uh, there's like, so
1: much apathy for the I mean that Yeah, I I it's don't crazy. mean like, oh, I don't
0: care. I, I mean like it's a yeah, there's apathy around like
1: I got oh, nothing to th- hide, so whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what does this yeah. mean to me as the individual nothing because I don't see it immediately? Like, then why do I yeah. care? Um, which I'm not blaming anyone for necessarily having that mindset either. It is still a very, very complicated situation that we all are part of because we are all very powerless to it because of this sort of like very established, um, culture and set of laws that aren't entirely established like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you can't blame necessarily people for being that way, but it's still an important conversation that, I feel like for most people, if they were more informed on it, they would care more about it.
1: I read a case, to put it in perspective, I read a case where a girl was suing a company who targeted her ads for things related to being pregnant. And they were tracking her data so diligently, they figured out she was pregnant before she did. So her father saw that she had ads for pregnancy and got kicked out of the house. And then she only realized she was pregnant after that. So the algorithm knew she was pregnant before she did because that's how much data they collected on her and they figured it out
2: and that started so... sending her
1: ads for pregnant for like, you know, cribs and like pills you should take while you're pregnant and stuff like that. Like that's the level of intimate that they can get about you, which I feel like people don't understand because like right now I just get targeted for like, like Sony games and like fun yeah. things. But like if they want to like convince me of something, all they have to do is like put enough videos in front of your face and then you'll slowly like that's kind of like the alt-right tube line right that's sending so many people from clicking uh some one video on youtube and then slowly ending up down this pipeline Mm -hmm. to being like incredibly toxic is because they have the data on you to know what you'll pay attention to and then it's like a slow burn over like a long period of time that's, that's frightening. The spooky, that is
0: horribly frightening.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like that's like I like I don't even mind the ad stuff. Like sh- whatever, like Yeah. Yeah. But like that's kind of the more malicious intent behind data collection that I think is like what people don't think about. It's like it's not just the targeted ads. Like that's fine, whatever. It's like they can influence vote, voting pe- like people's mm-hmm. votes and shit. Like it's like actually really scary.
0: And yeah, I mean they could in the case of this girl like upend your life in a way that you don't even know is possible. Yeah. Down to the individual level. Uh, yeah. Beyond that, which is, that's so wild. Isn't
1: that uh, spooky?
0: Like, I, I guess there, are, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> we, I do want to come back to that conversation. I think that's a really fascinating topic uh, <laughs> that we can come back to. But thank you for coming on and talking to me through all this stuff and chatting with me about Pokemon and Microsoft and the, uh, Terrible corporate overlords that are going to make sure that <laughs> the next Star Wars trilogy is even worse.
1: Uh, <laughs> then they'll get sued. Then then everyone will care <laughs> enough that they'll get yeah, sued. <laughs>
0: that's what it doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Yeah. No, thanks for having uh, me. That was fun.
0: This episode may be over, but the conversation doesn't stop here. You can join our Discord at the link in the chat or in the show notes uh, and talk about all the latest game news. We have a game channel or we have a channel in the discord directly related to this new show where you can provide uh, articles or talk about a subject that you want to see covered. And uh, I will try to, you know, reach out and get people to talk about it. Join our Discord. Uh, Come chat with us. Find us on Twitter at Level Zero Pod. You can find this on YouTube or in your podcast feeds. Please give us reviews. Give us the likes. Give us all the stuff. Make sure that we are part of your personalized algorithm. Uh, (laughs) I would appreciate it. If the data is being collected, make sure that data is me. Uh, (laughs) Until next time, travelers, be happy, be healthy, and most important, the well, prop's gonna kill me. Uh, until next time, travelers, be happy, be healthy, and most importantly, be kind to each other.